Hello, witches. It's a Stevie Nicks podcast where we discuss all things Stevie. I'm Leslie, and today's guest host, Larissa, and I will talk about the incredibly true adventures of seeing the queen herself live in concert and, surprisingly, discuss ponchos, RVs, and atmospheric rivers. Hey, Larissa. Hey, Leslie. Thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Yeah, thanks for having me. And the reason you're here today is that we went to see Stevie live at Ridgefield, Washington back in June. That was amazing. Stevie is awesome. I'm so glad you got to see it. You always liked Stevie Nicks, but you weren't like a huge fan. And other than something, when you saw her show up at a Tom Petty show, you'd never seen her live on her own. No, not at all. And actually, when I did see her with Tom Petty, it was the first time I saw her on stage. And I was really far back, actually at Ridgefield as well. I was really far back on the lawn. And I was like, who, who is that? And then my friend was like, oh, my God, it's Stevie Nicks. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, because I couldn't see that far. And yeah, she came on as a guest uh, star with Tom Petty, and it was just outstanding. outstanding. I wish I could have seen that. I've, never, I've actually never seen Tom Petty live because it was always so far away or there was be too many people going and and also just finances earlier in my life. Yeah. Yeah, it was, exactly. That's why we we're out of the lawn cuz we had 0 dollars yeah, for our name. Crazy. I'm sure we scraped it up and we're like we're going to go and it's going to be amazing. So, we had good seats though to see Stevie. This time, we were not those people on the lawn. We had amazing seats. Yes. And it's really good because it was very rainy there. Let me describe it. It was in the news called an atmospheric river. So yeah. just picture that and being on the lawn and us going, I'm so glad we're inside. Yeah, <laughs> so. a covered inside. The inside was kind of covered and then you had the lawn that was sprawling out around where people were standing there with umbrellas. Just, it, it was just a sea of yeah. umbrellas outside of the covering. And no one was sitting down because, again, they would be sitting in a pool of water. Yeah. So it was And it was I cold. Didn't, yeah, it was so cold. I was wearing a rain jacket the whole time. And it's. I was like, it is June, right? Like, this yeah. should be a nice time. But no, we were, we were bundled up watching Stevie, but it didn't matter. To set the scene for you, everyone in rain jackets, still wet, though, even the, who are inside. It was just raining yeah. that hard. The band, I'm not sure if Stevie's included in this, but I know the band was in town a week before the show happened. I don't know if it was COVID related or what, but it rained the entire week. So I know the band was depressed. I mean, I like rain. I love yeah. rain. But this week, that week that they were here, was it was crazy. I haven't seen... It rains in Portland, yes, but not usually in June and not usually like, what is that? Atmospheric river? Yes. So they had to be <laughs> super depressed by the time they took the yeah. stage. It didn't show, but there's no way they were okay mentally <laughs> with all that yeah. going on. Oh, and one other thing. This was in a place that was called uh, what was it, Larissa? That it was called the RV Inn Style Resorts Amphitheater, Ridgefield, Washington. That is a mouthful. I I am all for sponsored places if you can remember them. <laughs> <laughs> and like what RV Inn Style Resort? I don't even know what that is. How does how is there an RV Inn Style Resort? It did seem a little weird. I don't know. It seemed like not very Stevie Nicks to be at an RV. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> well, okay, so let's actually talk about the show now. Uh, in our story, we're at the show, we're freezing, we have raincoats on, we're surrounded by people on the lawn behind us who have umbrellas. 
show opens with, of course, Vanessa Carlton. Once you told me that Vanessa Carlton was opening, I was super ecstatic. I Yeah, you were really you happy know, about that. I, was, I, mean, I like her too, but you were really happy right, about it. But it, she's, you know, we're, I realized we're pretty much the same age, give a couple weeks. Um, so You and Vanessa. Yeah, me and Vanessa, not, yeah. not me and Not Stevie, you and me. So. Yeah. No, and not me and you. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it was... It was just fun to see somebody from, you know, back when you were a kid, you know, that you remember their song. So you were not a kid when that came out. I was out. a kid. I was just a little wee baby. How old were you? I was like 22. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I was super excited that Vanessa Carlton was playing and yeah. then you told me they're actually friends. Yeah. Like way back in 2003 or 2004 when you were. An infant, An infant. <laughs> according to you Tiny and baby. your timeline. <laughs> anyway, um, Jimmy Iovine, the famed producer Jimmy Iovine, gave Stevie Vanessa's first record, and uh, later, sometimes somehow later, they read they were both recording at the record plant together, and they said hi and met each other. And uh, then, sometime later, Stevie ran into her again, and Vanessa mentioned that her album was like not doing well, and so Stevie was like, "Hey, come on tour with me." open for me and of course Vanessa was like uh yes thank you yes and we'll do every time <laughs> yeah and so that's how they really got close and became friends yeah that's that's really cool I had no idea they were so close and then when I did some more research I found a quote from Vanessa and she's talking about Stevie she says and this is from Berkeley online she says one of the most, if not the most important relationship in my life and she is married so Stevie's very important to her so yeah. <laughs> important relationship in my life in a way because she has traveled this very unique road. She was there, for instance, when I was in the middle of having my child cut out of me in a C-section. So that I'm going to stop there because um, I want to I want to I want to want to talk about this. So, yeah. So was Stevie there with her? Was she like or was Stevie in a, a gown inside the operating room? Yeah, like where, that's, she, I, she would have to have been. I, I, she was there, so I can picture her even in you know some scrubs or something. She would have her flowing hair, and she would look yeah. amazing. She had to have um, her hair tied back, but it, in an emergency room. In an emergency room, but it, I also feel like she shouldn't be there in the first place. So that's yeah. like another story. I think she'd be super was, cute in scrubs. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. She could totally pull that off. She would. So yeah, so she was there with Vanessa Carl Carlton holding her hand um, while she had her baby, and they became really good friends. That was that was such a cool story. Yeah, and she also married her and her husband too. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Like they hang out and go to Christmas together, and it's just crazy. Yeah, um, when I when I saw Stevie in a previous show at the Gorge, Washington, Vanessa Carlton had talked about, and I might get this, I might not get this word perfect because I didn't write it down. She had talked about hanging out at Stevie's house, or not Stevie's house, but like Stevie's family house. Like she goes to Stevie's family Christmases, and she had these herbs that she uses to help for PCOS, and so she was cooking them up on the stove. Apparently they smell wretched. And so she said Stevie came over to her and was like, Vanessa, if you keep boiling that, you're going to ruin Christmas. 
<laughs> and that's what a good friend does is tells you if tells you're going to like ruin Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. I would totally want to know that. <laughs> Don't ruin Christmas. The herbs that ruin Christmas. Exactly. So we see Vanessa Carlton. It's awesome. We're waiting for Stevie to get started. Yeah. And right then I told Leslie I had to go to the bathroom. And Which is wrong because you can't miss Stevie walking out on stage. Exactly. So yeah. I did not know this. I was not given the instructions before I came to the show. You found out. I found out, but I, yeah. <laughs> I found out in the moment, which I'm regretting a little bit right now. Um, but the reason why, because when we first got there, it was raining again. And I, I was like, okay, I'm just going to grab a beverage now because I'm not coming back out here. So I looked around and I found the biggest beer possible and grabbed that and then got back to the seat, was looking around at everybody else's drinks. And then I was regretting my beer. Like everybody had like super cool drinks. One had a cowboy hat in it. Come on, had cowboy hats. Yeah, that completely was weird. made the wrong decision there. Here's a so, $10, twenty dollar cowboy hat beer. Yeah, and I was like, I want that. <laughs> so I was regretting that, and also regretting that I needed to go use the restroom. So um, Leslie gave me the death stare. I went right past it, and <laughs> I I hauled ass out to go to the bathroom and come back, which is a mile um, away. It is a mile away, and it's outside in the rain, and. I got back and I slid right into the seat and then Stevie came out on stage. Yes. Always so exciting. <laughs> it's so funny. Like they're just people, but you're like, Oh my God. Yeah. You know? You're just waiting. You, it's like the build up. You're like, Oh my God, she's coming. Oh, I thought you'd come out from the, from the right hand side of the stage, but she like, I don't know, came out of thin air out of the middle. She of the came stage. out of the middle, was, yeah. Yeah, I was like, well, <laughs> how did she do that? She's like, Whoa. I felt like she was like lifted into the stage. She wasn't, but it felt that way. Like it was yeah. so memorable, just her popping out. I'm like, oh, she's here. Yeah, when Stevie came out, um, so I should explain that um, Ridgefield, Washington, it, the closest big city is Portland. And so if you have an artist who's looking to go to an amphitheater that's near Portland, they go to Ridgefield, Washington. So she did come out and say, hello, Portland, even though it's definitely not in Portland, not even in the same state that Portland is in. <laughs> but I get it. We cheered. We're like, we're from Portland. Yeah. We're like, yay, Portland. <laughs> she also came out wearing different shoes for her. They were like black boots with some sort of like silver. Buckles, silver buckles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she she explained that she said, "Well, in case you know, you think I've lost my mind with this style." She had hurt her ankle, and I guess that boot was somehow supposed to protect it. I thought the boot looked awesome. Yeah, like she can rock a a boot like that. Come on, yeah, like, <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Of course, so, yeah, she can rock it. Yeah. So she played with uh, some sort of hurt ankle. I'm not sure really what sure was going on there, but um, um, yeah. So. She starts off with the same song she's probably starting off with for at least the first half of all of her solo shows, which is Outside the Rain. Which is pretty applicable. Yeah, right. <laughs> we were outside the rain. I don't know about those people on the lawn. They were Yeah, they were probably the like, mm. They were like, Ugh. Yeah. Yes, but dreams. all the cold and the rain didn't matter the second she walked out on the stage, you know? It was like sunshine, butterflies yeah, everywhere. Exactly. I, I, didn't, <laughs> like, I didn't care if I was freezing or I couldn't feel my hands. It was fine. Yeah. 
it's going to make it better even for a little while. Um, So yeah, we're going to just kind of run down the songs that she, um, that she played. Um, So she did outside the rain and then dreams. Um, Oh, at which point this is when we, we ran to the front of the auditorium because everyone was. Yeah. So we had really good seats. I don't know, five, six rows from the stage. Yeah. And um, all of a sudden people started coming from, I don't know, the lawn. I don't know where they came from, (laughs) but they started coming towards the stage and there was zero security there. I was like, all right, everybody else is doing it. I'm going to do it too. So I knew, I knew we were going to get kicked back to our seats, but that didn't matter. It just, you know, how many minutes I could get down there and get a great shot of Stevie on stage was completely worth it. So we went down there, I think maybe got most of dreams, got most Mm -hmm. of that really, really close up. And then we go to back to our seats. And then who do we find, Leslie? Who do we find? There's like four people there in, on our, in our seats. <laughs> our two four seats. Four assholes in our seats. <laughs> yeah, which was super fun. And um, it, it took a lot to get them to move. And then like one, the dude tried to like, stay by me the, like, for the next three songs. And I... Um, and we knew they weren't from there because they kept going to other seats and trying yeah, to it was act weird. like they were, they were being, from there. They are being yeah. very weird and annoying. And it unfortunately messed up my um, enjoyment of the next song she sang, which was If Anyone Falls, one of my favorite from Wild Heart. Um, but uh, dude was being weird and standing way too close to me, trying to pretend that he was in my seat, you know? <laughs> Yeah. So uh, I had to like do the um the wide stance just to like totally. yeah. stand my ground. Arms out. Yeah. yeah. And I I had asked him, I was like, Where's your seat? And he points. And I was like, No, to that's nowhere. not your seat. And then yeah. he's like, I'm from Kansas City. And I'm like, That's not what I asked you. <laughs> <laughs> Please go back there. Please go back. <laughs> yeah. What's where's your seat? I like Fridays. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that is not what I said. <laughs> I was like, yeah. no, get out of my seat, dude. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, after anyone falls, she did stop dragging my heart around. Uh, Wadi Wattel, of course, sung the male part of that song. And she opened it by saying, this song is special to me for two reasons. One, we don't have to talk about. And two, that this was the first single of Belladonna. I'm not sure what the first one was. Maybe because uh, maybe it's just because Tom Petty wrote it or... Yeah, I'm not sure what that was exactly. I'm sure someone knows. But yeah, I'm sure um, someone knows. Yeah, they played Stop Dragging My Heart Around and then uh, moved on to Enchanted. And I have to say for us at this point, this is when the security came. This is so unfortunate that these people were involved in our enjoyment of the show. But security came and basically ended up throwing the guys out because the guys who had taken our seats because they didn't have tickets. Yeah. So there was a lot of... uh, of pulling was, and pushing and fighting and exclaiming that they had tickets. And then finally they got kicked out. Yeah. I was so happy when they finally left. Cause no one around us could see anything else. Oh my that. gosh. Yeah. It was just like, come on, you guys, you are ruining it for everyone else. Yeah. So yeah. it was just frustrating. You know, you, you spend money on a show and you want to see Stevie, you know, uninterrupted, but yeah. these guys kind of ruin a portion of it. But I'm so Guys glad from they Kansas. Left. Yeah. Exactly. Go back to Kansas. But yeah. I'm so glad they left so we could enjoy the rest yeah. of the show. So after Enchanted, she did Wild Heart, which is my favorite intro of the song because it's just this hi hat and a drum beat. And I don't know, it's kind of quiet with just a, a strong backbeat. It's awesome. I love hearing the beginning of that song. 
So she did Wild, Wild, Wild Heart. She did Wild Heart, which as she's been doing a lot of her shows, she makes that flow right into Belladonna. And I think she doesn't ever really do a full Wild Heart or a full Belladonna. She kind of merges them into one. She did mention that one day she said she'd get around to singing the whole song. I didn't even notice that they she blended the two together. That's really cool. And she also, after Belladonna, told the story about how she was wearing her original Belladonna, um, which I call like a shawl or a cape, but I swear she called it a poncho. <laughs> and which I'm like, what? That's not what I think of a poncho, but maybe no, I heard it's it wrong. A poncho. Yeah. And she joked about how way back in the Belladonna days, so like in the early 80s, she paid $4,000 for it and her mother chided her for spending that much money on clothing. And she just kind of laughed that she's like, yeah, for $4,000, but I've been wearing it for 40 years. So <laughs> I think it paid for itself. I totally paid for itself. I think she got her money's worth for sure. <laughs> And then after that, she did Gypsy. And I have to say, I really love this new live version. The part where she sings, uh, I have no fear, I have only love, is different than, like, say, the way she did it with Sweet Mac on the album. And I love the choices that she made. It sounds like she almost, you know, it's pretty high on the album, uh, that section of the song. It's, it's kind of like the bridge. It gets pretty high. I have no fear, I have only love. And if I was a child and a child was enough, you know, it just kind of goes up and up. And with the live version, she brings it back down at one point so that she can then go back up and hit a higher note. She's older now. Obviously, she can't sing like the same note she could when she was younger. But yeah. the transition that she does there, I have to say I love live, that, that new transition. It's so pretty. And I'm going to actually play right now for you the original gypsy version hopefully stevie nicks won't sue me for this just that passage and then i'll play the live gypsy version so you can hear what i'm talking about this is probably super geeky but oh, awesome. <laughs> i love to point yeah, out I, things I that, that stevie can, nicks does that are beautiful yeah. no absolutely and her just changing things around and making it better too over the years yeah let's hear yeah. it so okay here we go So that was from Fluid Max Mirage. Now I'm going to play the 24 karat gold live version. Okay. So could you hear that difference, Larissa? Yeah, it was really interesting how she 
right at the beginning, you can tell she's going to change it up a bit. Yeah. And, and, but if you didn't listen to both side by side, yeah, they each can stand their own, you know, that time that one was amazing. And I think a lot of singers nowadays, they would just try to do it how they did it. And you're like, Oh, they don't have that quite have it anymore. But Stevie's like, no, I'm just going to change it. It's going to be how it is now. And that's amazing. Yeah, and there's about 37 years in between those two versions that you just heard. So uh, that's a pretty big deal. And anyway, I don't know. I just, I love what she did with Gypsy there. One of the things that I like about Stevie Nicks as a singer, I just love the choices that she makes when she sings. They're different. They're different than other people's. And especially what she did here with Gypsy. I love that. Yeah, that was really cool. I feel like we just spent 10 minutes on my stupid thing that I feel like I have to share, but that's, this is, this is the, no, what the podcast is. Exactly. That, that is what the podcast is all about. After Gypsy, she did Landslide, everyone's favorite song. Uh, she and always dedicates a landslide to someone. Unfortunately, she did not dedicate it to me or you. No, shoot. No, definitely not me. She'd be like, that girl, that, that one. The, the one that went for the cowboy beer right before we started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The one that almost missed me coming out on stage. Yeah, I'm going to dedicate yeah. this to her. You don't want to miss this action? Look at my boots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Look at these boots. Uh, anyway, she dedicated this this one to a lot of people. She dedicated this to her cousins who I guess live uh, around around there somewhere, um, who she called the decorators at Christmas. Also dedicated it to Valerie, her old friend and ex-assistant. And she talked about how she and Valerie used to like go on all these last minute vacations, like just kind of were like, hey, do you feel like going to Hawaii? Me too. Let's go. So apparently she and Valerie had a lot of fun. And then she also dedicated it to Maddie Fishkin, who um, is Paul Fishkin's son. And he used to date Stevie and also uh, ran Modern Records, who um, some of her albums were distributed by. Yeah. So I thought Landslide was really cool because we, right when she started, the behind her on the big screen was two Stevies and they were kind of mirrored behind her so you could just see her flowing hair her awesome outfit what was on the microphone stand and then of course everyone is loving it and this was the longest video i took while i was there Um, i really wanted to be present and and make sure you know stevie knew that and in some fashion she's like get off your get off your phone i want you to listen to it but it was also kind of my my brag reel to my friends. So I sent that to my friends and I was like, hey, look how close I was at the Stevie concert last night and got them all jealous. Next, Stevie did Soldier's Angel, which is a new, is kind of a new entry into what she usually does on her uh, solo tours. This was basically all about the Ukraine. Is the that how Ukraine? you say it? The Ukraine? No, I don't think <laughs> it's, it's just the Ukraine. Ukraine. It's just Ukraine. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I don't know why. I think it's the Ukraine. I always say that. It's always wrong. Okay. So, uh, yeah, she doesn't usually do this song. She said she wrote Soldier's Angel 14 years ago, but sadly had to bring it back into service due to the war in Ukraine. I said in Ukraine, not the Ukraine. The Ukraine war. You could say the Ukraine war. That would work too. Yeah. I'll just yeah. try not to say that. Yeah. So, yeah, um, she told a story about... Um, I think a letter she got from someone in the, in the Ukraine. Damn it, I did it again. <laughs> this is going in no, the, you can <laughs> This is going in the real thing. This is staying in. Nope, this is staying in. <laughs> the Ukraine. Um, yep. yeah. 
<laughs> but anyway, uh, she she there were lots of images of Ukraine. <laughs> the, so um, happy you got it right. <laughs> yeah, lots of images of, of Ukraine and things that are going on there uh, behind her as she's playing on this big screen. And by the way, if you haven't seen it, her her light show is amazing, and she has uh, basically a gigantic screen behind her, which is always showing different scenes. But we'll talk more about that later. Uh, so she had images of, the, of Ukraine displaying, and then at the very end of the song, they had a QR code on the screen where you could, you know, capture it with your your phone and donate. Yeah, and I had never heard that song, but I thought that was really, I like how she she brought back something from her past that was actually applicable. So it was really, it's unfortunately, applicable, yeah. and unfortunately mm-hmm. it's applicable, but I thought that she, you know, is making her set list, you know, not just the normal set list. She's uh, changing songs in and out of it as she sees yeah. it. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, making it relevant and meaningful for her. Exactly. So yeah, once you had the sort of deepness of, of Soldier's Angel, she then moved into Stand Back, Stand Back. Yeah, stand Back. Which is the more of raucous, kind of fun, 80s, dancey music. Yeah. And then she moved into Gold Dust Woman, which is, uh, I would say, you know, sometimes fans maybe get a little tired of hearing the same songs all over again. But Stevie makes Gold Dust Woman, I've heard it a trillion times, but she makes it a lot of fun by kind of doing her dance at the end of Gold. I don't know if that's a dance, but she like catches the spirit. You know what I mean? Like throwing her hands up in the air and like bashing her head and cameras on her. It's like a, it has like a strobe effect and that displays on the, on the screen behind her. Yeah. And I have the coolest picture of, of that exact thing. Um, the screen is all orange and yellow and she's wearing this shawl, this sparkly gold shawl. And you mean poncho? Just kidding. Was it? It's not a poncho, Leslie. It's a shawl. Stevie says it, what it is. <laughs> Let's get her on here. Stevie. I probably heard her incorrectly. Is it a Go poncho? Ahead. She'd be like, absolutely not a poncho, Leslie. You feel like yeah. you don't even know me. You better um, not accuse me of ever wearing a poncho. Exactly. Not a poncho. Um, a poncho goes over. No, not a poncho. So a shawl, um, just super sparkly with all the lights being orange and yellow. It's gold and dust. Just, exactly. The gold dust sparkles. It was so cool. And then her in the, the poncho, poncho <laughs> slash. <laughs> yeah. And I should interject here real quickly. We're going to put some pictures and video up on our, um, the Instagram. Our Instagram is hello, which is podcast. We're going to upload lots of videos and photos from the show. And then she did my favorite, which I've been warning Larissa about all night. I'm like, there's a song coming up that I really like. There's every couple songs. She's like, is it? Oh, no. Is it? It's true. This is my favorite song. This one is. Did you just say that? Yeah, you just said that. (laughs) Yes. Uh, It's Moonlight, A Vampire's Dream. This is a song, if you've listened to this podcast at all, when I heard it on the record, I was on the original record, I just thought, okay, I'm not sure what to make of this. It didn't really touch me that much, but when I saw it live, um, she did it a little differently and I, I got it. I was like, oh, this is amazing. And she, you can tell she's really connecting with this song when she sings it. One cool thing about this is that there's, you know, like a, when Stevie does this live, she does like a longer piano intro to give her time to probably go back and put on her furs or whatever she's doing and probably just relax a bit. Yeah, get her butt show. (laughs) 
<laughs> this podcast won't get taken down because I shared a few seconds of Gypsy. It's going to get taken down because Stevie objects to exactly. us using the word poncho, <laughs> even though I swear I heard her say that. Banned content. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so anyway, um, uh, Ben Montench from Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers uh, was one of her keyboard players on this tour. Um, hopefully still is. Uh, so we got to see him play for like a good five minutes or however long her intro was to Moonlight. And that was really cool. So she plays Moonlight and the ending for those who have been at her other shows, the ending of Moonlight was different than she normally does on stage. I'm not sure why it kind of like fizzled out when we saw it. Previously, she's done this one by like uh, doing sort of this higher melody at the end to end it. So she took that out. I'm not sure why. And afterwards, she talked about what inspired the song. Larissa, do you remember what she said? Yeah, so she was actually inspired by the Twilight series. And she she really loves Twilight and all things Twilight. It, it's a common theme with Stevie. I feel like this unrequited love, but it's not like her. Un- well, actually, I don't know if you'd call that unrequited. I guess it is. I feel like unrequited love is like when you love someone, they don't love you back. But I feel like she, a lot of her music is very like, I love this person. They love me. I wish we could be together, but we can't because of extraneous circumstances. Like, you're a vampire and I'm a human. Like, you like ponchos and I like shawls. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Overplayed it. (laughs) No, I I don't think you can um, overplay that. So she also had a poem song that she wrote called the goldfish and the ladybug which is basically the same thing like i like you i like you but you're a fish and i'm a ladybug so we can never be together and i feel like a lot of her music really is like her music's not really like i love you and you don't love me because how could she write that like who wouldn't love stevie nicks right that would be absurdity that would be poncho just kidding you don't keep putting them in there That's so poncho, but, man. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think Stevie invented a new term I think for so. when things are ridiculous. Yeah, that's so poncho. Yeah. Um so yeah, like uh her, her I feel like a lot of her songs aren't aren't like that kind of unrequited love. It's more like we both love each other, but for her it's freedom. I want my freedom. And I have a life that's completely different, so we can't possibly be together. I think it's a very common theme in her music. So I'm not surprised she likes Twilight, although I'm also still surprised. Right. <laughs> People can like Twilight, Leslie. It's okay. They can. And if it made this song that I like, okay. Then she did the song she always does before she heads out for her encore. I think it was Edge of Seventeen. I think once we got to that song, I was so disappointed that we were already to the encore. <laughs> was oh, so, really? I was like, how did we get through this whole set? You know, of course, there's some songs in the the encore, but it was it went by so quickly. It was yeah. it was disappointing. That it was over that quick. Yeah, I agree. But um, yeah, she brought out Edge of Seventeen, and of course, she used to do so. Uh, Larissa, she used to do what people would call the Edge Walk, which used to be after Edge of Seventeen. She'd like sing her last note. The band would keep playing and she would walk along the edge of the stage and shake people's hands and like nice. get flowers and whatever people have given her. But of course with COVID yeah. and you know, she's not doing that anymore. So there's no edge walk, but um, you know, it's still at 17. It's awesome. Um, so uh, then encore. She went into the encore. She did free fallen. Yeah. Um, Tom Petty song. Tom Petty song. 
Very cool. And of course, they had all the the you remember the images in the background for that? Yeah, and those those will be some of the pictures we put up on the Instagrams. Yeah. The Instagrams. Yeah. <laughs> well, the Ukraine, Ukraine and the Instagrams. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm sure if anyone's seen the show, you know, it's just pictures of her and Tom uh, working together and hanging out, some pictures of Tom by himself. And I feel like it was extra poignant because of Ben Montench being there. Absolutely. She does a great version of Free Fallen. I love, she does great versions of most Tom Petty songs. And then, of course, uh, she did Rhiannon, have to do Rhiannon. Absolutely. You would have a mob if you didn't do it. (laughs) Yes. Uh, and then she ended with a song that she's been ending with, I think, a lot, uh, Rock and Roll by Led Zeppelin. Yeah, that's an interesting end. I thought she would actually end with Rhiannon. And so, yeah, that was that was the show. She didn't intro the band, which was new. Stevie, like, always intros the band. So that was surprising. I could only think that it was Wadi's decision, Wadi Wachtel, who's her, like, music director and guitar player. I imagine maybe it's just because she has so many songs, yeah. you know, like... Maybe we don't do a 10-minute thing about let's introduce the band and have them play a little riff. Instead, yeah. let's get another song in there. Yeah. I, I really I, don't know. I yeah. kind of like that. I mean, the band yeah. was amazing. And oh, yeah. they were just so good throughout. But I, I do like throwing the extra song in there. Yeah, and her, I always. Do you remember, like, you know so much about our backup singers. I was like, her backup singers are so good. Oh, my God, and, yeah. Yeah, and it's and it seems like they've been together forever. Yeah, they have. Um, so her backup singers on this tour uh, were Sharon Solani, of course, and then Marilyn Martin. Marilyn Martin is a, a singer by you know by her own right. She had a hit song with Phil Collins called "Separate Lives" back in the eighties. It was on the Against All Odds soundtrack. It was like a pretty big hit back in the day. Nice. So yeah, she's she's known for her own, you know, her own singing, her own solo material. But she and Sharon Solani were the backup singers this time, and uh, they were so fun to watch because they're like their little dance moves and everything were in sync with each other. Totally, it was so so good. I was like, I just was looking across the whole stage. I'm like, these this band is just so good. Yeah, um, and it's just amazing hearing like you know Sharon. She's Stevie has been with Sharon since her first solo tour and you know, Sharon's still also like still hitting all the, hitting all the notes and just, you know, an amazing singer. Yeah. And I thought the sound was really good where we were. I mean, the venue is, is fine, but the sound that we got and the, just the lights and everything around it was actually really, really great. Yeah. I mean, not the best venue. So the sound was very good for that. I mean, we're surrounded by RVs everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come out. You're surrounded by you're RVs. surrounded by RVs. Yeah. I won today. No. <laughs> yeah. I don't know exactly who does her sound, although actually we did interview um, David Morgan, who does her sound or has done her sound with previous shows. He was not doing this show. But um, yeah, her sound was amazing. And uh, the people I took to the previous show in at the Gorge in Washington, um, who hadn't seen Steve before, came came out of that saying, "Wow, this is amazing. She sounds like she hasn't aged at all. Like you know, she sounds like the record." And you know, they were really blown away by just the professionalism and the just the amazing sound. Like, it was like, who do you hire, Stevie? The sound is 
crazy good. Yeah. Yeah. And I think at that show too, it was just outstanding. You know, some shows you're like, Oh, the levels were a little too high. Your ears come out ringing. It was just yeah. perfect. Like all the, all the songs just, and to me, she sounds like she did a long time ago, but I mean, yeah. you, you hear the differences, but as for somebody is not as connected as you are, she still sounds amazing. Like, you know, Oh yeah. She's outstanding. She's so good. Yeah. yeah. I guess that's what happens when you, when you put a lot of work into it. I mean, I know she, yeah, she brings her a vocal, her voice coach on tour with her. Yeah. Yeah. And I was it takes just a lot of work. so happy that, the concert wasn't canceled for COVID or somebody getting COVID or yeah. something. And, you know, everything fun this year has been canceled. So it was really nice to actually get to go somewhere. And it, it was amazing, like even better than I thought it would be. Yeah. Even even in the cold and the rain I didn't, and yeah, all the mishaps getting on there. Stage, it, I, I didn't feel cold. I didn't feel anything yeah. but happiness. So it was it was great. She just washed it away a ton of fun i would definitely go again awesome well hey thanks for doing this podcast with me and uh you know sharing your experiences of the steven yeah show absolutely i i again thought it was so fun you know in my top 10 concerts just because it i i knew it was going to be great i know she's great but i i think she just um she did so much better than i even thought she could and that's the stevie way yeah cool Thanks for listening, everyone. You can find us at Instagram at Hello Witches Podcast or email us at Hello Witches Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>